Hello, my friends, and welcome to another podcast where I report the news that mainstream media and big tech hide from you. And all this is coming from the land of the Peaky Blinders. So in today's podcast, we're going to take a glimpse at how Pfizer lie with stats about how effective their COVID-19 vaccine really is. So Pfizer releases its final analysis of its COVID-19 vaccine, saying it's 95% effective in trials. Well, that statement alone is misleading to say the least. A peer review studied by The Lancet confirms the vaccine efficacy of 95% reported by the vaccine manufacturers was referring to relative risk risk reduction, RRR, rather than ARR, which is absolute risk reduction, as should normally be standard. So they lie, lie, lie. So if we look at the absolute risk reduction in three different vaccines, you quickly realise the massive difference between RRR, relative risk reduction, and ARR which is the absolute risk reduction. So in Moderna, the relative risk reduction is 94.5%. In the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, the RRR is 68.7%. And in the Pfizer vaccine, it's 95%. This means what the vaccine companies are telling us is their vaccines reduce the risk of getting COVID massively. But, always a but with these pharmaceutical companies, isn't there? But, if you look at the ARR in all these vaccines, the stats tell a much different story. The absolute risk reduction in these vaccines reduces the risk of catching COVID-19 to 1.2% for Moderna, 1.2% in Johnson & Johnson, and only 0.8% in Pfizer. You lying bastards. So let's get this straight. If you get all the Pfizer shots, your risk of getting COVID-19 gets reduced by 0.8%. Yes, less than 1%. Are they really worth it? Or is someone just making a shitload of cash of a frightened public. Putting it bluntly, if you get all your required vaccines, you still have a 99% chance of getting COVID. Now this raises lots and lots of questions. By getting the vaccine, how would you be helping other people? If you have natural immunity, as over 50% of the population probably does, why would you be required to get the vaccine? And if the vaccine doesn't stop the spread, why would you need a vaccine passport? Once you've applied a moment of critical thinking, you'll find anyone advocating these requests is either uninformed, irrational, or has an ulterior motive for suggesting everyone needs to get vaccinated. Well, there's lots of that going around, and everyone's jumping on the bandwagon trying to earn their pretty penny, trying to rip off the public, try and 
force this vaccine on everyone. So let's summarize this by looking at some official figures, some official numbers, their numbers. <coughs> Excuse me. So the Pfizer NNV equals 117. So that means 117 people need to be vaccinated to prevent one COVID case. That's to prevent one COVID case, not one COVID death. Since the survival rate of COVID is 99.86%, this means 999 out of 1,000 COVID cases survive. I think everyone knows that by now, don't they? So you need to prevent 1,000 cases to prevent one death. That means we need to vaccinate 117,000 people to save one life. So we look at the stats from the US. In the first half of 2021, 134 million people are fully vaccinated in America. And so far, 10,355 people have died after having the vaccine in the first six months in the US alone. I think the figure for the UK last time I looked was just below 2,000. So that's 10,355 people. Or you can break that down to 56 people each day. Yes, that's correct. 56 people each day are dying after, immediate, uh, after immediately taking the vaccine in the US. Now, due to underreporting, which is going on all around the world, the amount of deaths is most likely significantly higher. And officials and CDC whistleblowers estimate it to be closer to 52,000 people dying from the vaccine. But we will continue to use their official figures. So 134 million people vaccinated divided by 10,355 official deaths from the vaccine results in 12,940. So this means COVID vaccines kill at a minimum of one out of 12,940. So the vaccine death, um, the vaccine death rate ratio is one in every 12,940. Are you all still with me here? I know there's a lot of, uh, bit of math to keep, it, um, to keep your brain ticking over, but we all need that. <clears throat> we all need the brain active. And as you know, as we've all done, for almost two years in what seemed like prison sentences at times for some of us. We need to keep the brain ticking over. So a bit of math ain't going to hurt you. Anyway, so if you vaccinate 117,000 people to save one life, then 9.04 people would die from the vaccine. So in layman's terms, every one life the vaccine saves, it also kills 9.04 people. Now, does that make any sense at all to anybody? Because I can't make sense of it, that's for sure. 
117,000 vaccinated people divided by 12,940 vaccine deaths equals 9.04 people. Now, if you average all the age groups, you find that you are 904% more likely to die from the COVID vaccine than for it to save your life. That's bad enough with the official deflated figures from our corrupt scientists and politicians, with the more estimated number of vaccine deaths being almost 52,000 deaths in the US. That means you are 4,520% more likely to die from the COVID vaccine than to be saved by one. With the likelihood of developing a lifelong debilitating disease being even greater to add to the mix. So there you have it. Their stats, their figures, their lies. So who would do such a thing to humanity? Well, if you haven't already been aware of the Great Reset, I suggest you get researching because it's happening all around us and all around the world. And according to the expose, it's all down to these three men, Bill Gates, Anthony Fauci and Klaus Schwab. They report these three men manufactured the COVID-19 pandemic to usher in a new world order that will build back better. Well, no, thank you very much. But we're going to have a little look at this um, expose uh, online newspaper, see what they say about this. So they say... How Gates, Fauci and Schwab manufactured the COVID-19 crisis to usher in a new world order that will build back better. The COVID-19 crisis is said to be the window of opportunity in order to slide, uh, slide in the fourth industrial revolution. Or as the leaders of many countries repeatedly regurgitate, it is the chance to build back better in the Great Reset. Klaus Schwab, an engineer, economist, and also executive chairman of the World Economic Forum, said in his book, The Great Reset, that because of their in inherently disruptive nature, epidemics throughout history have proven to be a force for lasting and, and often radical change, sparking riots, causing population clashes and military defeats but also triggering innovations, redrawing national boundaries, and often paving the way for revolutions. Well, there's a, definitely a revolution coming up, but I tell you what, Schwab, you ain't going to fucking like it. I'll carry on. Therefore, Klaus Schwab believed that an ep epidemic would provide that perfect window of opportunity <laughs> We should ask ourselves, was this a window of opportunity that happened by chance? It seems that Klaus Schwab, along with tech billionaire Bill Gates and director of National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, Anthony Fauci, were able to predict that it would occur. Or so it seems due to their partnership in a venture dating back 
2016-2017. Perhaps not, according to Dr. Peter Bregin, who is author of a new book entitled COVID-19 and the Global Predators. Bregin argues that it was this partnership that created the COVID pandemic to push the deadly vaccines on an unsuspecting public and usher in a new world order. This partnership named the Coalition for Epidemic Preparedness Innovations, uh, the CEPI, had created a 65-page business plan created by Bill Gates in 2016 that can be found on Klaus Schwab's website. This business plan is a plan for the next pandemic and looks to be exactly what is happening in the world right now. According to Dr. Peter Bregin in his book, COVID-19 and the Global Predators, he says that it was as far back as 2010 that Bill Gates pronounced the decade of the vaccine. And his partner in the, in the declaration was Anthony Fauci. Bregin continues that Gates founded the Decade of Vaccines project in 2010. He assembled a committee made up of globalists, which included Fauci, to implement a global vaccine action plan. This was endorsed by 194 member states of the World Health Assembly in May 2012 and was to bring the World Health Organization on board. Well, the, the World Health Organization have been running the show from day one, and they lying to the fucking whole world. The usual suspects. By now, it comes as no surprise that the leadership was the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, Gavi Alliance, also Gates, UNICEF, uh, the United States National Institutes of Allergies and Infectious Diseases, and that was Fauci, and the World Economic, uh, the World Health Organization, that was Schwab. By 2015, Gates was ready and went on to hold an event that was an, uh, in anticipation of a pandemic, which Bregin says made it apparent that they were working on creating a pandemic and a deadly vaccine to go along with it. By this time, Gates et al. had their team already primed and ready and prepared, and his business plan for CEPI, including his expectations to be completed by 2021. This included the Food and Drug Administration, the FDA. How fucking corrupt are the FDA? Oh my God. Uh, the Centers for Disease Control, the CDC, another massively corrupt organization, uh, Biomedical Advanced Research and Development Authority, BARDA. Big government agencies, the NIH, which is the National Institute, Institutes of Health, and the NIAID. Essentially, they had everyone from the research and development through drug companies to the governments and world banks. They've got every, everyone in their pockets and they've been planning this for 10 odd years, maybe longer. So the, the creation of the window of opportunity, all that was left to do was to make the people fear enough in order to usher 
the vaccine in and to bring this level of change into society. <coughs> Excuse me. This has been occurring for the duration of the pandemic using fear appeal, which is persuasive messages attempting to arouse fear in order to divert behaviour due to the threat of harm. A similar technique was used by the Nazis in World, uh, wartime Germany, who also perfected the techniques of propaganda. Well, here in the UK, the BBC, the main propaganda tool of the, the government, have been working on propaganda ever since World War II, and they haven't stopped. A tool also used by our government since early 2020 to create and reinforce fear through control over media, press, and the social sphere, allowing only their own biased view to be heard, while demonising and scapegoating voices of opposition. Well, we've seen that all around the world. Absolutely, uh, tens of thousands of doctors, scientists, professors, nurses, all telling the truth, all censored by big tech. Well done. Well done, Facebook. Well done, YouTube. Well done, Twitter. And all the rest of them. Zuckerberg and... Fuck, you know. Oh, well. A, su a successful game of Simon Says has ensured, or ensu ensued, sorry, with the media in control of the people who act out each and every command, no matter how dispro uh, disproportionate or nonsensical those commands have been. This they do due to the fear-induced belief that is for their own good. Well, they've all been lied to. And they're all still shitting themselves, these sheep. <clears throat> so, cases that are not cases. So, in the UK, wide acceptance of rules and measures, such as lockdowns and social distancing, was said to prevent National Health Service, our NHS. And I don't think anyone's going to be clapping the NHS ever again after your TikTok fucking dances and lies. Uh, the NHS from being overwhelmed, yet many wards sat empty throughout the summer of 2020, but were lied about. All the doctors and nurses in these hospitals said, oh yeah, they're all full, full of fucking what, thin air. Nevertheless, the data continued pushing the fear of a virus through continually showing huge numbers of so-called cases. Well, we all know how they got their cases. They used this bullshit PCR, didn't they? So cases, of course, were a result of a positive PCR test that does not distinguish a virus. And has an almost 100% false positive rate at the high cycle threshold that were being used. Now, here in the UK, when we was told by the guy who invented PCR, uh, Carrie Mullis, if you use it more than 25 cycles, you create the false positive. Up to 37 cycles, you get 97% false positives. And anything over that, you might as well forget it. <sighs> Nevertheless, the government used these cases 
which were essentially healthy people or asymptomatic, which I think is a load of bullshit. Never in the history of viruses has there been anything called asymptomatic and amounted to 80% of the total figures. This also ignored the fact that asymptomatic cases have never in the history of respiratory disease been the driver for spread of infections. Well, I've just said that. So the censorship and suppression of opposition. If you, if you haven't seen this, then go back to fucking sleep because it's just everywhere. Nevertheless, unscientific policies that were an infringement on our rights continued. An expert in the field of medicine provided uh, providing evidence to show that there was no need for harmful measures and vaccines were suppressed and had their careers threatened. In a pandemic, it could be assumed that any expert contrib uh, contributions would be welcome, but a loophole in federal legislation termed the Emergency Use Authorization, the e EUA, empowers governments to finance drug companies to create a vaccination. Of course, the downside of this means cheaper, effective treatments would not be considered uh, and risk the decade of work, organisation and plans of the globalists. Despite the shocking numbers of adverse reactions and deaths caused by the vaccines, it is alarming that these opportunists that opportunist voices are still censored and suppressed. It should not therefore come as a surprise at who the main suppressors and censors were. The NIH, the NIAH, the WHO, the FDA, the CDC, big tech companies like Facebook, Twitter and Google and YouTube, and a host of other billionaires. Now, interestingly, Swab says that after the Black Death in medieval Europe, the changes were so diverse and widespread that it led to the end of an age of submission, bringing feudalism and serfdom to an end and ushering in the era of enlightenment. We can only hope that our enlightenment finalises soon and our own age of submission ends. Well, that's all from the expose. <clears throat> and I, I think they're pretty much spot on there. They've got Gates, Fauci and Swab, or Schwab, however you want to pronounce it, <clears throat> as the main manufacturers of the COVID-19 crisis. And they used this crisis, this made-up planned, organised crisis, calling the fucking flu, COVID bullshit 19, when there was even patenting COVID-19 back in 2013, uh, Richard Rothschild patented it, didn't they? Uh, so they used this to usher in their New World Order. I mean, they stopped calling it the New World Order probably 10, 15 years ago. Uh, and ever since then, it's been what Pr Prince Charles has been badgering on about, the Great Reset. And in the last couple of years, with that... Um, that 
guy in charge of America. What's his name? Pedo Joe China Biden. Been telling everyone we're going to build back better. And even Boris Johnson's jumped on that bandwagon. What a load of prats these people are. And they ain't going to get away with it either. Right. So finally, I follow a girl called Anna Breeze of Breeze Media. Uh, one of the best in the UK, one of the best investigative journalists. She used to work for the BBC and ITV and all them. She's one of the truthful ones. She's absolutely disgusted and how big tech censorship's happening. Uh, she jumped all over it. And she's on our side with this. And she's just tweeted that she has, uh, she has it on very good authority <clears throat> that all the footballers in the UK and the celebrities are paying up to £750 to doctors for vaccine paperwork meaning they aren't having the vaccine at all they're just paying for the paperwork saying they've, ha they've had it now that wouldn't surprise me in the slightest now i truly believe this was never about health never about a virus or a pandemic or anything else this is about a social cover story a moment of cognitive dissonance where we are being asked to remember 2020 as a justification for a shift in the way the world is supposed to work or how the elite want the world to work. So I'm going to leave it there for now. <clears throat> I did want to thank all 54 countries for tuning in from France to Bermuda and Japan to Brunei and everything in between. Thank you all for listening. So until next time, toodle-doo.